May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable in thy sight. O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Think back to the first time you came to Wycliffe. How were you welcomed? I hope that you were warmly welcomed, just as I was when I first visited. That was during an open house several years ago, and it led me to taking my very first course later that fall. I was terrified, but the warm and friendly reception I would get from people within these walls helped to take the edge off my fear, which gradually diminished. And I, in turn, was able to offer that same warm welcome to others who were new or who were visiting. Welcome one another, therefore, just as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. Paul is addressing one of his major concerns, that of the unity of the church. He had just been dealing with the divisions between Christians based on who ate what or didn't eat certain foods and based on who held um, or did not hold certain days as special. Basically, he told them, don't judge one another. Neither side was to judge or look down on the other side. Instead, they were to first consider the other, their neighbor. If, for instance, eating meat would put a stumbling block for their, in front of their neighbor, then they'd best not eat it. In our reading today, Paul exhorts the Roman Christians to welcome one another, therefore, just as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. The division here is between the Jewish and the Gentile Christians, with the Gentile Christians likely looking down on the Jewish Christians. Paul reminds them that Christ has become a servant of the circumcised, the Jewish Christians, in order that he might confirm the promises given to the patriarchs, that is to show how faithful God has been to his promises. And in order for him to show his mercy that the Gentiles also might glorify God, Jesus Christ came to break down the dividing walls between Jew and Gentile. 2,000 years later, the division is no longer between Jew and Gentile. The number of divisions in the church has multiplied exponentially. Every division is a wound in the body of Christ. And as one of our texts in Professor Mangina's Bread, Wine, and Water course puts it, it is sin. It flies in the face of Jesus' prayer to the Father that we would be one as they are one. What are we to do? Well, I believe that it is no accident that God, by his Holy Spirit, has led us here to seminary. When we graduate, we don't know what our ministry will look like. But as Christ's people, we have been given the ministry of reconciliation. Reconciliation between individuals and God, between individuals and each other, and for those involved in ecumenical work between and even within denominations. Not an easy task by any means. Just ask Paul. He talked about unity a lot human nature has not changed in 2,000 years. But it is encouraging to hear Professor Mangina talk about the work being done amongst the various denominations and the recent proliferation of ecumenical dialogues between different sets of pairs of denominations. 
TST has ecumenical services. Wycliffe has joint services with Trinity College and with St. Augustine Seminary. These are also all encouraging signs. And this year, the head students of Trinity and Wycliffe College have invited each other's students to join in one another's Eucharist services. These are all small steps towards greater unity within the body. Jesus Christ came to break down the dividing wall of Hoskins Avenue. As you may know, students from many different denominations attend Wycliffe, which can lead to rich classroom discussions. Over the course of our discussions in Bread, Wine, and Water, many have discovered to our surprise that there are other denominations that also hold a high view of the Eucharist. I would guess that we probably each hold mistaken views about what other Christians and other denominations believe. Paul says to us, welcome one another, therefore, just as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. We may not agree with everything that our neighbor does or everything that our neighbor believes, even as we work towards reconciliation or ecumenical unity. We may never come to complete agreement in this lifetime. There is room for diversity within unity. Nevertheless, let us welcome one another or receive one another, just as Christ has welcomed us. For the glory of God, Christ in love emptied himself and died for us on the cross. So we, out of the great love which God has poured into our hearts, can forgo our own preferences and our consideration for ourselves first in order to consider our neighbor first, to welcome one another, therefore, just as Christ has welcomed us for the glory of God. Amen. <laughs>